0: kick it off here so um, welcome to the first ever episode of retail renegades Um, essentially what we're trying to do is just look at people and businesses who really think outside the box and uh, um, our first guest is from St. Helens he's uh, just outside Liverpool in England Um, he's a guy that uh, I was able to latch on when I got over here and I've learned a considerable amount from him and it's been extremely exciting, every day is an adventure every time I get to talk to their whole group and the new projects that they're coming up with. And, um, you know, just really the the creative entrepreneurship out of not just Mike, but the way he pushes it down on the rest of his team. Um, So without further ado, the owner of Northwest Vending Coffee 1652 Convy Store, Convy Cuisine, I may be missing a couple others, but uh, Mike Cowley, how are you doing?
1: Very well, thank you, Tony. And uh, what an introduction. <laughs> I, usually get, I usually get, hey, you, I want a word with you. Yeah,
0: yeah. i <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, Mike, you know, just obviously our journey crossed paths, um, you know, two years ago. But um, really, we've never got into the nitty gritty details of, you know, when did Northwest Vending start and how did it start?
1: More. north well well funnily enough next year we celebrate 50 years in business
0: 50 5-0 5-0
1: years wow, congratulations. i, I didn't realize it myself until someone mentioned it just a matter of days ago wow. uh, and i just put my head in my hands and thought oh my god what have we done wrong god bless us no f- 50 years unbelievable uh established in 1972 um, we realized by a, a, a distant relative when we acquired the company doing a little bit of research, we were acquainted um, many, many, many years ago, many times removed. So it, the good thing about that was that enabled us to say it been in the family for, for, you know, quite loosely 50 years. We, we grabbed hold of the reins in 92 uh, and we just submerged ourselves in it. We just got our head down and we got stuck in. It wasn't an industry that we we came from originally um so we came into it new not knowing anything about it uh, and it was sink or swim um I, but what what an amazing industry to be in yeah. uh, it really is uh, i think it's an industry that has been around for a long time and i think for the right company with the right attitude uh, you can be in it for many 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 more years to come uh, i think it's important to embrace technology um, labor-saving devices, um, money-saving devices, um. But for the right company, it's it's a very a very exciting industry. I feel. And
0: when you talk about, uh, you didn't come from this industry at all. What what were you doing before you got into? I that?
1: was in sales. Okay, um, that's not I
0: surprising. Was,
1: yeah, I was in sales, and the fortunate thing is, I, I don't consider myself a salesperson. Yeah. Um. I, i enjoy doing things for people and if you can do good things for people and you get paid to do it why wouldn't you want to do it and if it helps them and it's a it's mutual and you both get something from it what what a great what a great thing to do um and i was fortunate because it wasn't a product that when i first started off in sales the product i was selling it wasn't a product that you just sold and then you just moved on to the next person it was a product that you sold and then built a relationship with that person and you looked after them for many years well that fitted vending and what we're doing now very very well because we don't do a, a one-hit sell and then disappear we, we actually enter into a long-term relationship uh so that they experience again from that lent itself very well to vending and what we're doing now
0: yeah and- so when you came in, um, you said it was a distant relative, and you keep saying the word "we." Who who, who is "we"? Is it, it was
1: it, it was me and my good lady Victoria. Okay. Of, fortunately, Vicky ran an office up in Southport. Okay. So so admin wise, we had that covered. I had the sales bit covered, um, and we had when we first acquired the business, it was just selling ingredients to people who had their own vending machines. Um, and that's how we, we both started. And so, then the family come into it, mum come into it, dad come into it. And, you know, you just get your head down, you get stuck in. And every now and again, you lift your head up and you have a little look around you. And before you know it, you employ people. You've got overheads, you've got business premises. But you're actually, when you get to grips with it, you're in a very exciting industry. Yeah. Um, and you can do a lot of good as well. You can, you know, we're not just here for the money. We're here to, to make a difference and to come up with good products that, that work for people uh, and that itself is will generate business if, yeah. if the attitude is right and the product is right.
0: Yeah so even looking back on you know when you first started you said you were selling ingredients so putting our, ourselves in a position of someone who doesn't understand the vending industry at all like what, what do you mean ingredients?
1: right okay well well there the, were the, you know you run a business you employ people you've got to keep those people watered and fed you'll have maybe your own coffee machine and you'll need someone to buy coffee milk cups sugar from and we started off not knowing anything about the industry we just we just came into it the driver was mum because i wanted something for mum to do because she'd been finished uh, from work due to ill health but she wasn't disabled in any way, shape or form. She was fine, but she just had to take things easy. But I wanted to keep her occupied and keep her a part of something, give her a reason to get up of the morning. So we we, we acquired this, this vending company off Stan, Uncle Stan, as it happened many times removed. Yep. And Stan, Stan would have a van and he would have a number of customers that became his friends because he'd looked after them for many years. And he would go around and sell ingredients to people who looked after their own vending machines, tea, coffee, chocolate, and sugar and cups. And that's how we started. That's how we started. And we just grew the business from there.
0: So when would you say you started to put your own machines out there then?
1: Well, someone said to us, oh, you really need to get into equipment because then when you have equipment and you supply the equipment, people will buy your ingredients and you'll sell more ingredients so we thought we'll have a little go of that then so we we went out and bought some, a few machines and started doing them up me and a, a friend of mine and 10 11 o'clock at night in the garage next to Mum's house building these machines that we put out the next day and then they broke down and then we went and fixed the next day uh, and then we sell we were selling ingredients and then the, we you know, people got word of what we were doing and the service was good joking aside about the machine breaking down the next day but (laughs) your equipment was reliable yeah and then it just grew and grew and grew and you get to know your customers and they say hey do you do water coolers no we don't do water coolers you should do water coolers we'll get our water coolers from you we want to deal with one person we like you your service is good so you it escalates it it blossoms you're doing water coolers you're doing snack machines you do food machines and it just grows from there.
0: Yeah, so I've been up to your, your premises in St. Helens, and it's extremely impressive. And you, you made a comment there. It started out of a garage. So you bought a business, and with that business, you got to, to work
1: out of this garage. Correct. Yeah, we were working out a mum's uh, garage, or garage, as we say over here yep, in the UK, yep, yep. which is a little room attached to the house where you're supposed to park your car, but you can't <laughs> get anywhere near them when you're full of vending machines and ingredients because we started the business off from home because we weren't turning over enough money to support staff or premises. Um, And then we got a bit busier. We didn't have any space to put anything. So we then moved into a local um, industrial area with a slightly bigger garage. And then we outgrew that. And then we moved to a bigger garage. And then we moved to an ex-bomb storage unit, would you believe? in rainford st helens not a million miles from where we are now and we spent many a good year there because it was in the countryside it was lovely because it was used by the military during the war to house bombs and ammunitions wow so it was very well built but it was peaceful and quiet in the middle of nowhere in case it went bang didn't take anyone out Uh, and then from there we moved over to st helens where we are now and then we've acquired another unit and then we've acquired another unit so we're growing and expanding all the time
0: yeah i always uh i always appreciate the 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 fact that you know it started in a a garage i can't even say the the proper british way but uh <laughs> yeah. because you know my owner uh todd westby and tim westby they started their vending business and they were getting uh shipments of coolers uh not coolers vending machines they were getting a better price by buying them by a truckload. So they're getting them dropped off at their parents' place. And all the neighbors raised a ruckus because uh, lorries aren't supposed to be in the road. But <laughs> th- those are the stories that that make these journeys, you know, so amazing. And, you know, looking at yourself and I obviously appreciate what what my owners have done and where they came from. And sometimes that gets lost in the mix, especially when employees like myself when I started, we're in a hundred and twenty-five thousand square foot building, nice amenities, everything. Yeah. We never yeah. actually, you know, see the, you know those growing pains that you guys went through in the early Tony, days. Tony,
1: we had many a fallout with our neighbors when a forty foot wagon turned up outside this little semi-detached house, <laughs> blocked the road up, blocked the estate up while we handball the coffee, the cups, the sugar. Into the garage, we caused murder—absolute murder—with the neighbours. We yeah. really did. I remember one day the wagon turned up and he got in on the estate, but he couldn't get out because people had parked, and he just couldn't. His vehicle was that long; he physically couldn't. So we had to go and ask the neighbours to move the cars so we could get his wagon off the estate. Yeah. Oh, we were we we were we were not liked at all. Oh, no. <laughs> oh that's Definitely great. not.
0: Yeah, so, that, a fortune
1: in free tea and coffee to keep all the neighbors happy.
0: Oh, yeah, just little goodie bags. Every oh, couple yeah, days.
1: sorry about that. Sorry for the inconvenience thing. You <laughs> know. No, thanks very much. <laughs>
0: um, so, how, how old were you when you took over uh Northwest Vending? How old was I? Yeah, when, when you made the official purchase and you started that journey of your life.
1: Oh, my goodness me. Um, well, I think we've been at this now 30 years, so I was. I would say twenties, middle middle twenties. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, somewhere around there. Maths is not a strong (laughs) But uh, yeah, yeah, and Tony, it has flown over. I cannot believe that where the time has gone. It has flown over. Yeah, well you guys definitely have fun
0: and they say when you're having having fun, time flies.
1: It, it absolutely and, and i think i think that is key is is to, you know we don't get me wrong there are some terrible days and we all have them whether you work for yourself or whether you work for someone else but the idea is to try and have more good days than bad days mm-hmm. and i think you're very lucky if you actually enjoy what you do as well because it gives you a reason to get out of bed of a morning and my bed's a terrible magnet when things aren't going well yeah it 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 works the other way when things are going well because i just leap out of bed because it's 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 as i say it's it's a super industry to be in and with you guys coming over with your concepts and and taking us on a a, a, you know on the next step of of the journey which is the micro markets it's it's you know it's it's very interesting and it's and it's forced us to think about other things that we can do to enhance it you know and and opened up other opportunities and avenues um it's very easy to let the grass grow under your feet and and people are comfortable you know we as human beings we don't like change Mm -hmm. we we like familiar surroundings but you've you know you've got to you've got to push the envelope guys have come over and you've 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 told us we need to be looking at this and and i'm glad you have because we have and we're having success yeah yeah you
0: guys definitely are
1: um you know and it's uh, it's and as i say it's it's i've repeated it a few times already um it's very interesting yeah uh, the future the, the future is good you know considering the pandemic that has affected everybody where we are we we're itching to get going yeah. And we haven't sat back during this time and thought, "Well, that's it. Let's have a cup of coffee and we'll just waste 12 months." We we've we we started this journey pre-pandemic, and we've maintained it right the way through. Don't know where we got the money from. Don't know. I don't know where the hell we, we you know how we've done it, but we've managed to do it. We've managed to keep going. We've got a great customer base and a lot of of loyal customers. We've been around a long time now. And we're very keen to, show, to, to, to share what we're doing with our customers, yeah. old and new. Yeah. So
0: be, before we we jump into the micro market journey, which is obviously interesting, and I think a lot of people, especially in the UK, are are keen to to understand, you know, the the struggles that you went through on that as well, because there are struggles and there's there's hardships that come with it. And yeah. Um, but talk to me about. Uh, the little research I got off of coffee 1652, it was a London, it's the oldest coffee shop ever. Or in, Yeah. In the, name, the,
1: the name comes from the very first, apparently coffee shop. Uh, it opened in London called coffee 1652 in an area of London called Corn Hill. And, um, apparently it, they were known as, um, Penny universities years ago because they were frequented and used by, um, um well-to-do people business people and um, shippers insurance people um and it, we believe that's where lloyds of london came from okay the fact that a merchant would be in there saying i'm bringing a shipment over of tea from india uh or wherever and uh, I, I, you know would you insure it in case it sinks and then the guy would say yeah well i'll I'll, you know you pay me x and i'll pay you if your ship sinks and you lose your you know your your tea your your, your commodity so um so well i think it is quite true that that's where lloyd's of london was born the fact that, that that's how it all happened in these penny universities which later became coffee shops yeah and um, and we called it coffee 1652 why because we wanted people to say what's well, an unusual name why and then it enabled us to tell the story yeah coffee 1652 and there's a plaque on the on the building that says this is the first coffee shop opened up in london in coffee 1652 so so that's where we got the name from
0: yeah what uh coffee has blown my mind you know in in the u.s um you know, I don't think the appreciation for coffee is anywhere near what what we experience with coffee um, in the UK and in Europe in general. Mm-hmm. Competition over here for coffee within the vending industry is it's 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 tough. What what separates, you know, what you guys do in the, the coffee now um, with coffee 1652, you know, to your competition?
1: We um essentially we were a vending company and we're not anymore i mean i don't know whether you know but we now call ourselves the refreshment group mm-hmm. and northwest vending coffee 1652 convy store solo manuso and ice cap all form part of the refreshment group we're never going to lose the name northwest vending because it's been around so long and we're proud of it and that has got us where we are today but we realized that we needed some expertise and some, some serious knowledge about coffee. Um, and because of the explosion on the high streets of coffee, we all became coffee connoisseurs over a short period of time. I remember someone coming to me many years ago and saying, Mike, I've got this brand new machine. It makes the coffee fresh from the bean. And I told him to shove it because we were happy with instant coffee and it'll never take off. Yeah. Well, how wrong was I? How wrong was I? <laughs> so, of course, coffee exploded on the high street, and we all wanted sophisticated—what we thought at the time was sophisticated—cups of coffee. It's coffee made out of milk, yeah. which I happen to love anyway. But we quickly realised that we needed, we needed, we needed the expertise and knowledge. And, and to be honest, we didn't have it. We didn't know it. We also realised quickly that. If we go knock on on a restaurant store or a coffee shop store and said it's Mike from Northwest Vending, people weren't interested. Mm -hmm. But if I said it's Mike from Coffee 1652 and we're a specialist coffee company, they were interested and they would listen. So we created an identity. We created various brands. We partnered up with some big players in the industry. And we brought in some specialist people who knew what they were doing. And that was born Coffee 1652.
0: Yeah. And do you have a specific machine that you use now? Is there a specific bean that you use or we,
1: we yeah, yes. We we do have a number of blends available that are under our own brand which is the Bellizzi brand. Yeah. Um but we partnered up with um, an Italian coffee maker based in Naples called Kimbo. Yep. Um we we like the coffee basically that's why we partnered up with them we've chosen if people come to us and want a brand and wants something that is available on the high street but not plastered everywhere to a point where it's over diluted we we think kimbo stands for everything that we're looking for um and ticks all the boxes most importantly it makes a nice cup of coffee yeah, it does. that's why we use that's why we use Kimbo, and uh, so much so is we offer it in our convey stores. If people like our concepts but want a, a different coffee, it's not a problem. Our job is to to look after our customers and give them what they want. But if they put their trust and faith in us, that's what we offer them: Kimbo coffee. Now, and, for,
0: for for a coffee noob, what's more important, the machine or the bean?
1: oh do you know they go that's a great question actually but i'd have to say from my experience and i'm not the coffee connoisseur i know what i like and what i don't like but we have a guy over the road who looks after all that and he could answer this a bit more precisely but i would say they go hand in hand if you've got a great bean and your coffee machine's not very good and doesn't extract what you want from the bean you're going to get not a nice cup of coffee yeah and again, if your machine's really good, you can put a mediocre blend in there and get a half decent cup of coffee. Yeah. But I would say they go hand in hand. Yeah. Decent bit of kit, decent bean. I think I think you're on a winner. Yeah. Now let's let's jump into uh Combi
0: store. Obviously I, I've been able to get a first hand uh know seat it's all
1: your fault we (laughs) listened to you didn't we listen to you we did and look where we are now
0: thanks to you yeah but boy did you guys open my eyes to really what what can be done in a micro market and thinking outside of the box and not just thinking of it just as cabinetry but I've, I've seen that you guys have high-end coffee machine, um, ice cream machine, soup machine, panini maker. Um, there's a couple other things that, that you've mentioned to me and I don't know if I'm allowed to tell everyone else, so, so I'm not gonna put my hands on those, but <laughs> let's just, let's talk through that journey. I mean, we started together and then, um, you know, really you guys, I, you know, Came in completely fresh
1: and you know, I think think what you did, Tony, was you opened our eyes. As I said before, it's you can let the grass grow, can't you? You can just think there's one way of doing something and you just get on with it. But it and the trouble is, we're all busy in our businesses doing the day job. And I think it's important to stop and smell the coffee from time to time and evaluate on what's going on, what are the market influences, and what you did when you came over. It just everything seemed to just drop into the into the right place at the right time. You gave us a framework, and all we did was we just looked at the framework and and the fit. It, and I don't know very very much about how it, the concept works in in the states. You you presented it to us, and, and we liked it very much. But in that state, we felt we if we were gonna have success with it, we needed to, to adjust it and play with it. So you gave us the idea, you gave us the framework, you gave us the concept. And all we did was we just try and fine-tuned it to get a bit closer to a catering facility that was already available in, in the UK, but it was manned. Mm-hmm. So it was costly. So we thought, how can we get, how can we we um, copy a lot of the products and then hand, put them in a condi store So hence the soup machine, hence the ice cream machine, hence the panini grill, hence the range of of meals that we have, get very, very close to what people are used to in the UK, but pay a lot of money for. Mm -hmm. So using your framework and your concept, we've just enhanced it, fluffed it up a bit, added a fair bit to it, and we've not stopped there, but we want to continue to improve upon it and make it better. Yeah, And I think that's why we've had the the success we've had. Unfortunately, the pandemic came along and just slowed everything down. Mm -hmm. But it's enabled us to fine tune it. Tony, because as we were building it, making it, we got a big order for it. And I thought, what the hell, we haven't even finished it yet. We've got to deliver this next week you know so so it did do us a favor to a degree Mm -hmm. because we fine-tuned it now we've improved it we've made it better uh, and that's what we want to do for our customers uh, because it will keep us ahead of the competition and ahead of the game
0: yeah a lot of times you can't plan for the unexpected you can write up a plan until you're blue in the face but until you put your feet in the fire it's you know this is like nothing that you've ever implemented into your business and you just Tony
1: I agree with you you've just got to get it out there yeah throw it out there and you know from one fisherman to another get your tackle out and see what bites yeah see what happens and just go with it just go with it your customers will will tell you what they want if you create a a, uh a an opportunity for them to communicate and, and buy into it and make it their own as well mm-hmm. and involve them and thank goodness our customers have helped us do that because they've now got exactly what they want not what we dictate yeah. we've got a rough idea of course but when they need to buy into the concept as well they'll own it yeah themselves and take it forward they yeah. then sell it for you now part of that that
0: process that we had together um you all of a sudden hired a at the time a project manager slash sales slash operations you know to really man this project do you find value in that would you advise other companies
1: absolutely we were very very fortunate Tony. very fortunate that um we were we someone was recommended to us that if we were we were going to go into this market um save yourself a lot of time and money and bring in some expertise and like we did with coffee 1652 we got there with coffee 1652 but we got there a hell of a lot quicker and a hell of a lot more cost effectively than doing it on our own Mm -hmm. you know we did the vending on our own we did it the hard way but we 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 got through it but you live and you learn don't you Mm -hmm. so i would recommend um it is to 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 take someone on with a knowledge and an experience because it's uh, it, it gets the creative juices flowing when you're all together in a room and, and of course this person will learn a lot from you as well yeah you know yeah. you drive the energy the concepts uh, and we've been very very fortunate to have a lady with us who has has driven this With experience and knowledge, but listened to us and our concepts and integrated them as well. And really up the ante for our clients. But I would recommend anybody going into this is don't just take the door off your vending machines and Mm -hmm. call it a micro market. Why? Because you'll be asked to come and collect the rest of your machines when you've removed the door. You've got to go in with a fresh start, uh, a clean slate and and i think you'll enjoy it all the more as well because you're creating something new yeah and something different
0: yeah a lot yeah. of a lot of people have said that it's rejuvenated you know their their spirit for the business because when they got in and they're vending they're started their own business they're making money they're seeing cash come out of the machine yeah. and yeah. this is bringing back those feelings you know you started something new well, again
1: irony, exactly Tony. Totally the ironic thing is that you still put vending machines in a Convy store. Mm-hmm. Would you believe? You do, but it but it, it allows you to then up. You know, in, in the UK, we've struggled with hot drinks machines at a, t- at a 20p vend and 15p vend for many, many years. But when you go in with an elevated product, such as a Convy store, that's high-end, um, top of the range, all singing, all dancing, they don't they don't they don't want to lose the cheap and cheerful cup of coffee mm-hmm. you know because they're not going to pay uh you know we offer a cup of coffee in our in our combi stores premium roasted in naples italian thoroughbred heritage cup of coffee for one pound 50. you know it's three quid on the high street mm-hmm. but we know that the staff are not going to drink that all day every day mm-hmm. it will be maybe once or twice a day as a treat yeah they still want the 30 40 50 p cup of coffee but allows us to put those machines in and up the ante, the offering with vending. Mm-hmm. So you win on vending and you win on a combi store as well. You win on a, on a micro market too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Now, one of the other things that, that's really blown my mind is those advertisement screens that you're putting oh, into yeah. the combi stores. Now, yeah. what's what's the idea behind behind those
1: advertisement screens? Right. Okay. With that, with the the Convy store, the Convy stores are very positive and bring something new to the working environment and they bring many, many positives. There is a little negative that comes with them is that there's no one there to interface with the people who use the Convy store. So we thought, how can we have something there that communicates And you can open up a conversation with the people who use a Combi store and give them an opportunity to, to, if they've got a complaint, tell us about it. If they've got a suggestion or they want a product in there, how can they communicate with us? So we thought, let's put a screen in that looks great, latest technology um, and can communicate with our audience about what's going on in Combi store with meal deals special promotions. We highlight products on a daily basis, morning and afternoon, coffee. And um, if we find that we've got uh, a number of items that the shelf life is coming up quite quickly, we can do a meal deal. We advertise it through the screens. We put on COVID information. We put on information for our clients who want to get something across to the people who use the convie store. Um, and also the anchor of the screens is we can put Sky News on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if the client wishes. Um, and also new products coming through. Watch this space. Next week, you'll have this in your coffee store. So it's a great tool. We also put information on the screen where if someone wants to communicate with us, we direct them to the till because they can then send us an email via the till. Mm-hmm. So they can communicate with us as well. So it's a great tool. And not only that, we operate all our sites across the uk and all our screens from our head office here in saint helens yeah so we have someone who just sends information to the screens we don't have to tap into the client's wi-fi it's completely standalone and it works very very well Yeah. and we think it's a, it's a must an absolute must
0: yeah i mean you're just going off there, one of you know the biggest challenges you see out there is the a micro market can get stale with, with the products, the same products over and over. And I think what you guys are doing, not, not only implementing new products all the time, but also you have to highlight those products. You have to get people's attention on those products. And
1: that's really impressive. It it can enable us to work with our suppliers as well, because we can actually put a special offer on a product at a certain time of day and send that out. And then we can monitor the sales in real time via the till. From how responsive that advert's been mm-hmm. so it gives us a wealth of knowledge as well suppliers too there are many many benefits to these screens and it's something that we're enhancing all the time yeah so it, it's, a, it's a great tool it really is
0: yeah it's been an absolute blast to watch your guys's journey from um you know getting that showroom built to the excitement we'd all have when you get a customer and you'd say hey they're they're coming in hey can you come up and Boy, are those fun times! Taking that two-hour drive up there and the excitement, and you know, getting the game. Well, Tony, back.
1: it's infectious, isn't it? You know, buying off someone with enthusiasm, and who takes pride in the in the product, it's infectious. Yeah. You know, it it is. And it, and and I'm really enjoying it at the moment. I mean, we're very fortunate that we've just revamped our showroom to show all these things off uh, to old and and new customers uh, in time. And it does, you the you the nail on the head before it rejuvenates you. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I've been in this, this game now for quite a number of years, as we've discussed. And forgive me, but we get stale. Mm-hmm. We get stale. And then you guys turned up, and um, making us work twice as hard with this new concept. But well, you've set us off on a journey now mm-hmm. that we're fully really enjoying. And um, it will secure the position of the people who work at this company hopefully for many years to come yeah our customers benefit it's a no-brainer we all win but you've got to be honest with yourself and sit down and say do I want to do this mm-hmm. because it's not easy no it's not easy at all mate and if, you, if you're if coming to the end of your, your career in, in in business like a business owner that has a vending company and he's thinking I'm too old in the tooth for this don't do it because just just don't but yeah. if you fancy getting stuck into something that's really exciting and new and and it, you enjoy taking new things to people and sharing it with them for everybody's benefit, do it because you'll yeah. love it and you won't regret it.
0: Yeah, so we get the, the Convy store off the ground. It's exciting. You guys are still getting your feet wet and I felt like I blinked and then Convy Cuisine was built. What, oh, yeah. is, what is Kami Cuisine?
1: <laughs> right, what we wanted to do, again, we, 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 we drive to set ourselves away from the competition, if at all. Um, there's a couple of key manufacturers in the UK that make vending machines. So when we get an inquiry for a certain type of vending machine, we'll be one of four or five other people who'll go in with the same machine, mm-hmm. and then it's a race to the bottom, Tony. So we, we want to do things differently, hence our drive for innovations, for developing things. And we did the same with food. We wanted to offer some food that was unique to Convy Store. So we thought Convy Store is a nice name. It's a convenience store. It's downstairs where your manned restaurant used to be. So you've got your convenience element. As I mentioned before, we need to focus on getting a good range of quality and food because you can have the most amazing micro-market. But if there's nothing in there that people like, well, it's going to die a death. Mm-hmm. It's going to shrivel up and die. So we focused on have, having a nice offering of food. So in a combi store, if you want a roast chicken dinner, which is a popular meal over here in the UK, mm-hmm. um, you can have one any day of the week, any time of the morning, night time, middle of the night afternoon you can have one you can also have a burger you can have an ice cream you can have a cup of coffee and we focused on a nice range of food that will, people will like and we've just called it convi cuisine mm-hmm. because it's good enough to have its own identity that fits very well in combi store yeah and the good thing is you won't see this food in another micro market yeah it's unique on the store yeah i've had the
0: food the food's really good i mean it's it's simple you get to scan it on on again your specialized microwaves and it's heated it's ready to go and it's on that plate and not only does it
1: taste good but it presents really well the way you're able to peel it off so absolutely yeah yeah. the theater is is very good indeed Uh, and then you know the packaging's great but it doesn't stop there the packaging's put to one side and then you tuck into your food yeah and my favourite's the roast chicken dinner now to yeah. get roast potatoes gravy broccoli uh, and chicken through uh, our, one of our convey ovens which is a microwave it, it takes some doing but they've mastered the art of producing something that is very 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 acceptable mm-hmm. uh, and i i defy anyone to try it and say it's not it's not for me because everybody who's tried it loves it yeah. without any exaggeration and if anyone wants to try it, let me know. Yeah, yeah, the door's always open. Well, Absolutely. Mike,
0: you're an absolute pioneer in this industry. I It's, um, you know, you're, you're someone that I definitely have learned so much from in my short time that I've been over in the UK. I can't wait for, you know, the years to come. Um, I couldn't have thought of a better person to come on Retail Renegades first ever episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll put some links to you know your your combi store and the different meal options within the bio of this so if anyone wants to see anything of that we'll we'll definitely have that in the bio but uh thank you for your time and um looking forward to the journey ahead here post covid
1: thank and thank you tony thank you and your team for all the support that that that, that you've given us because uh it's a good partnership, and it's working well. And uh, uh, onwards and upwards, as far as I'm concerned. But thank you. Right. Thanks, Mike.
0: Have a great weekend. Thank you, Tony. Cheers. Now. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.